I'm staying, I said. For a second, his eyebrows flew upward, as if I'd said I was checking myself in. Then they lowered in consternation. A nurse? I thought... His gaze flicked to the rear compartment where my valise lay. It was small enough to be an overnight bag. When he looked back at me, I met his eyes and watched him understand that the valise contained everything I owned. Well, he said. The silence sat between us for a moment. I'll just get your bag for you then. He got out of the car and I opened my door before he could come round, pulling myself from the painfully hard seat. He flapped his hands in frustration and retrieved my small bag. Be careful, he said as he handed it to me, his friendly tone gone. These are just mad men, you know, brutes, some of them. You're just a tiny thing, young too. I had no idea you were coming to nurse or I would have said. Most of them don't last, it's too lonely. I handed him payment, the last money I owned. Lonely is what I want. I get called out here to pick the girls up sometimes when they leave. They're quiet as ghosts. I mean, ever see the nurses in town? Maybe they're not allowed. I'm not even certain they get leave. I don't need leave. What kind of a nurse doesn't need leave? Now he sounded almost annoyed. I turned away and started up the steps. It's just, you don't seem the type, he called after me. I turned back. You needn't worry about me, I thought for a moment. It isn't a German name, Gersbach, I said to his upturned face. It's Swiss. I glanced past his shoulder to the fountain again, at Mary's slender, draped shoulders, her elegant arms. Then I climbed the steps toward the front doors of Portis House. Catherine Weeks. The woman glanced through the papers in her hand, shuffling them deftly through her long fingers. The corners of her mouth turned down in concentration. Kitty, I said. She glanced sharply up at me. We were in a makeshift office where perhaps the butler or the housekeeper had once sat, tucked in the back of the building, the room furnished with only a scabbed old desk and a mismatched wooden filing cabinet. Out the window, the fog drifted by. She was a tall woman with square shoulders, her hair cut in a blunt fringe that was almost mannish. She wore a thick cardigan over her uniform, and a pair of half-glasses that she didn't bother to use dangled on a chain around her neck. The white cap she wore seemed out of place and almost ridiculous on her head. Her eyes narrowed as she looked at me. "'You will not be called Kitty,' she said. "'You will be Nurse Weeks. I am the matron here.' Mrs. Hilda, you will call me matron. I filed this piece of information away. It was stupid, but I would need it. Yes, matron? Her eyes narrowed again. Even when I tried, I had never had an easy time sounding obedient, and something must have slipped through my tone. Matron would be one of those women who never missed a hint of insolence. It says here, she continued a moment later, "'that you come from Bellingwood Hospital in London, where you work for a year?' "'Yes, matron.' "'It's a difficult hospital, Bellingwood. A lot of casualties come through here. A great many challenging cases.' I nodded mutely. "'How did she know? How could she know?' "'We usually prefer more experienced nurses, but as you were at Bellingwood, it's to be assumed your skills are higher than would strictly be required here at Portis.' "'I'm sure it will be fine.' I murmured. I had carefully placed my hands on the lap of my thick skirt, and I kept my eyes trained on them. 
I wore my only pair of gloves. I hated gloves, but I hated the sight of my hands even more. At least the gloves hid the scar that travelled from the soft web between my thumb and fingers down to the base of my wrist. How are you? Mrs. Hilda, matron, asked. Something about the careful neutrality of her tone sent a pulse of panic pumping in the back of my throat. I risked a glimpse up at her. She was regarding me steadily from behind a gaze that gave nothing away. I would have to say something. I quickly searched my memory. Bellingwood was exhausting, I said. I was hardly ever home. I began to think I couldn't really make a difference. Yes, this I remembered hearing. I was tired of casualty cases and I had heard of Portis House by reputation. A bit thick, perhaps, but I felt it had been called for. Matron's expression didn't change. Portis has no reputation, she said without inflection. We opened only last year.